Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It is Friday, January 28th. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst. With me is our trader, Chad Steinglass, and data scientist, Catherine Webb. Chad, how are things in the market looking this morning? Good morning, Martin. Uh, looking a bit red this morning across a uh, macro space. Uh, it's been tumultuous uh, all week and uh, Wednesday after our last, uh, after our last call. Uh, we did have the uh, January FOMC meeting. Uh, the market initially reacted positively to that, as uh, in the in the minutes uh, or in the uh, in the statement. Um, you know, the the Fed did keep interest rates zero. They didn't didn't raise them just yet. Uh, they did obviously talk about uh, battling inflation, uh, but really during the uh, during the press conference that Powell held after the after the uh, statement was released. Uh, markets really turned south and started selling them. Uh, Powell came across as even you know more hawkish than the market anticipated, and the market was already anticipating a, a uh, you know a, a hawkish uh, FOMC meeting. Um, the market has moved from pricing in four hikes during uh, 2022 to almost pricing in five rate hikes. Um, so that has kind of raised our the uh, you know the two year and the the five year interest rates. Um, definitely uh, a lot of fear about what these this tightening policy will do to asset prices. Uh, crypto uh, also you know again reacted positively right on the uh, right on the news, but it's been in a downtrend since um, last night. We had Apple earnings. Uh, kind of the first source of real uh, real brightness. Apple had an excellent quarter. Um, after the close last night, we saw uh, both uh, both crypto and macro, uh, both equity markets uh, rebounding. However, uh, about most of the way through the Asian session, and as uh, as Europe was kind of waking up this morning, that turned uh, turned around and has been in a in a sell off again. So uh, right now we're still uh, we actually have uh, crossed through um, in in equities crossed through kind of the floor that was put in before the FMC meeting. So we're making new lower lows, which is uh, you know never never exactly what you want to be doing. Um, and uh, crypto is trading about punch uh, across the across the board, although um, you know BTC dominance is ticking up a little bit in this in this downtrend. So alts are getting hurt a little bit more than BTC. Um, Really uh, waiting to just see if we've uh, if we can hold support at these levels. Um, you know, not not really seeing uh, a lot of uh, a lot of bullishness. We're seeing uh, you know support, but uh, but nothing nothing super positive. Uh, you know, MicroStrategy has released their earnings uh, in a couple of minutes. However, I don't uh, I don't think that that should have that much input or impact at all. Um, so just kind of going into this, uh, this last trading day of the week, uh, there'll be one more trading day in January on, on Monday for, uh, for equity markets. Uh, but at this point in time, just trying to, you know, get through the week and, and do our best to close out a, a rough January. Back to you. Thank you, Chad. Turning to some crypto news, Qubit Finance, a DeFi protocol and Ethereum to Binance Smart Chain Crossbridge. Uh, has been exploited for a loss of 80 million or so. There was a logical error in XBridge's smart contract code, which a hacker was able to exploit, allowing them to withdraw tokens on Binance Smart Chain, which were not deposited on Ethereum. 
the hacker received around 77,000 QX ETH worth 185 million, which was used as collateral and borrowed other assets from lending pools worth 80 million, according to Certic. The U.S. SEC is scrutinizing crypto firms Celsius, Voyager Digital, and Gemini as part of a broad inquiry into companies that pay high-yield interest rates on digital assets. This was reported by Bloomberg, who cited people familiar with the matter. Spokespersons from these companies commented that they have been contacted by the regulators and are cooperating and will continue to work with the regulators on their industry-wide inquiry. A new provision in the America Competes Act, which was introduced to the U.S. House of Representatives, would give the Treasury Secretary the right to block or, quote, impose conditions, end quote, on transactions if they believe these transactions or accounts are engaged in money laundering. The crypto industry is sounding the alarm at the possibility that the U.S. will be empowering the Treasury Department to make arbitrary decisions about whether to allow financial transactions, including crypto transactions, across borders. The Treasury Secretary does already have this power, but in a limited manner and only with consultation with the Fed Reserve Chair, Secretary of State, Fed regulators, and other agencies. The new provision would remove the current comment period as well as the 120-day automatic expiration of these restrictions. There will also be a virtual meeting on February 8th entitled Digital Assets and the Future of Finance, the President's Working Group, and Financial Markets Report on Stablecoins. Uh, this meeting will examine the outlook for stablecoin regulation. Turning to some uh, Twitter news now, there's been a lot of discussions on Twitter about the SEC's new security exchange slash ATS amendment proposal. People are saying that since the proposed rules provide restraints on communication protocols, the SEC looks to be covertly expanding the definition of securities exchange to encompass DeFi protocols uh, and automated market makers and maybe even interfaces or block explorers and potentially more. There are 30 days to comment on the new rules. It's also posts about a hacker who goes by the alias Kingpin that uploaded a YouTube video showing how he was able to crack a Treasure One hardware wallet containing more than $2 million worth of funds. The owner has lost his seed uh, phrases and the hacker was able to exploit a firmware update which allowed the pin to be read from the wallet's RAM. This has been fixed on newer Trezor wallets, but the microcontroller fault injection attacks can still pose a risk to older models. And with that, I will pass it to Catherine now for more crypto developments. Thank you, Martin. I'm going to start with some funding news. Fireblocks has raised 550 million in a Series E round and is now valued at 8 billion. The round was co-led by D1 Capital Partners and Spark Capital, and the company plans to continue to expand its operation and has raised over 1 billion in funding to date. Block Demon has raised 207 million in a Series C fundraising round led by Sapphire and Tiger Global and now has a $3.25 billion valuation. The new funding will be used to start a DeFi fund to make, quote, uh, secure investments into crypto and the blockchain ecosystem, end quote. Hashkeys has raised 360 million for its third uh, VC fund and hopes to increase this to 600 million 
in the future uh, with plans to create the largest Asian crypto investment pool. Um, Hashkey's head of investment has, has stated there are bubbles in crypto every once in a while, but as with new technology, the, the trend is clear. It's getting more and more mature. And when the market cools down, it's an, actually a good time to go treasury hunting. Also some rumors that cons um, consensus is in talk with potential backers about a $6.5 billion raise with several sources saying this will give the company a post-raise valuation of close to $7 billion. The block is reporting that they have seen documents which suggest the round will consist of a 300 million um, focused on primary fundraising and 200 million in secondary transactions. Uh, the fund will be used to drive growth and to um, fuel acquisitions. There's also rumours that Skybridge Capital is planning on launching a long-only crypto fund, which will be based on fundamental analysis of large-scale coins and their use cases. Uh, this is due to happen in early February, according to sources familiar with the matter. Next up, we have some merger news. Um, the DM Association, which was founded by Facebook in 2019 to work on the Facebook stablecoin, is winding down and selling its technology to Silvergate Capital Corp for about 200 million. This was reported by the Wall Street site, uh, Journal, citing persons familiar with the matter. USB will buy Wealthfront in a deal that's been announced as an all-cash transaction valued at $1.4 billion. The deal is expected to close in the first half of 2020, Oh, sorry, 2022, subject to closing conditions, including regulatory approvals. The announcement went on to say that Wealthfront's existing clients will not see any immediate changes to their experience. And this is notable as Wealthfront offers Grayscale Bitcoin Trust and Grayscale's Ethereum Trust to its clients. Hazel has launched a partnership with Walmart and Rabbit Capital to enter into a definitive, no, sorry, to enter into a definitive agreement to acquire fintech platform Even and One. The transaction is expected to close in the first half of 2022, pending approvals, and the fintech will operate under the One brand. And its strategy is to deliver a single financial service app that empowers the consumers to get paid, spend, save, and borrow and grow their money. Um, next up, we've got quite a bit of ETF news. Uh, Fidelity has filed with the SEC for two new ETFs. The first is the Fidelity Metaverse ETF, which seeks to provide investment returns that correspond before fees and expenses to the performance of the Fidelity Metaverse Index SM. And the second one is a crypto industry and digital payments ETF, which will again seek to um, follow the performance of the Fidelity Crypto Industry and Digital Payments Index. Valkyrie has also filed with the SEC for the Valkyrie Bitcoin Mining ETF. Um, this will offer exposure to stocks in Bitcoin mining companies on the NASDAQ. The fund will invest at least 80% of its net assets in security firms that derive a minimum of 50% of their profits from Bitcoin mining, according to the filing. Sticking with ETF news, the SEC has delayed decisions on two ETF. Um, this is ARK's 21 shares Bitcoin ETF, which has been postponed to the 3rd of April, and the Terracom's Bitcoin Futures Fund, which has been postponed to the 8th of April. In NFT news, um, Coinbase's uh, VP of Products has shown a demonstration of Coinbase's new NFT platforms, allowing users to see what they can expect. Um, and there's also been some exchange news. BSTX, a joint venture between T0 and Boston's Option Exchange, has received US SEC approval to operate a blockchain-based securities exchange. 
The exchange is open to both retail and institutional investors, and as settlements take place on the blockchain, they are almost immediate. BSTX is working to add supported, regula regu sorry, supported regulated crypto assets along with its equity offerings. Um, and Gemini Galactic Market has been offered FINRA membership, which gives, um, which gives the entity the ability to operate as a broker dealer registered with the US SEC. This means that Gemini Galactic can operate as an alternative trading system, facilitating the trading of digital asset securities. A Gemini spokesperson said that as such, assets will be subject to US security laws and can only be bought and sold through a licensed broker. And that's all the news I have for you today. I hope everyone has a wonderful day and a lovely weekend. Back to you, Martin. Thank you, Catherine. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listeners for uh, tuning in. Please check out crosstower.com for more market news and updates. Thanks for listening. Yep.